1: future paleontologists i'm dinosaur george happy new year to you all today is january the second the year 2023 a new year new good things happening for all of us we decide how happy we are you don't let other people decide that you decide we can go through hard times and sometimes we can go through sadness, but it doesn't mean that you can't be happy. You can be happy. We all can be. So I hope you are as happy about joining me as I'm happy about joining all of you. A couple of things to tell you real quick, uh, some exciting news. We have now had 590,000 downloads of this podcast. We're heard in 166 countries and in 12,382 cities around the world. So to all of you, thank you so, so very much for this. This podcast is popular because of you. I mean, I get to sit behind the microphone and talk, but if it wasn't that your parents let you listen, if it wasn't for the fact that you tell your friends and your family, it wouldn't have spread as much. So thank you all so very much. I am honored that the podcast is doing so well. And my only regret is I can't do them fast enough. All right, so that's the exciting news. That's very, very exciting news. So before we begin, this is podcast number 78. I need to do birthday shout-outs to all of my Tyrannosaurus Rex Patreon members. Part of being a T-Rex member is you get a shout-out when you're in the month of your birthday. So let's go. Percy Soros has her birthday on the 6th of January, and she will be turning 7 years old. And as a treat, she's going to the Natural History Museum in London. I am so jealous, Percy Soros. I want so badly to go to see that Natural History Museum in London. Maybe I'll try to fly over there real quick and meet you. Okay, I may not be able to do that, but happy birthday to you. That's very cool. Harry Sorolophus. That's a hard name. Harry Sorolophus had his birthday on December 5th, and uh, I accidentally missed giving you your shout-out. So, Harry Sorolophus. I apologize for giving this to you late, but it doesn't mean that you weren't as important. It's just that I missed it. That's my fault, and I apologize. So happy birthday to you, my friend, and I hope you'll forgive me. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. I am really sorry. All right, Brecken Raptor turned seven on January the 10th. Your birthday is coming up. Happy birthday, buddy. And then also I missed another one, and that uh, was Jason who had a birthday on December 30th. I missed it. And so, uh, Jason, happy birthday to you. I'm so sorry. I only missed it by a couple of days, but I apologize. And I know that you are turning 11. No, you turned 11. Or are you turning 12? I can't remember. But Jason, I bet you you turned 11. Oh, that's right. Because I missed it. Duh. So you turned 11. Happy birthday to you, Jason. That's very cool. Oliver in Connecticut is turning 7 on January 8th. Happy birthday to you. Nolan, who goes by Soros Rex, is turning seven on January 10th. Another birthday coming up. Happy birthday. Twins, Oscar Soros and Isabel Rex are turning eight on the 23rd of January. Happy birthday to both of you. Okay, does your mom cheat you and go, here, I'm buying you kids one gift. You have to share it (laughs) because I know that's what's happening. Oh, I know that's what happens. Okay, I'm teasing you. Happy birthday coming up, you guys. All right, Sawyer Soukis, Sawyer Sarkasoukis, no, Sawyer Sarkasoukis, yes, is turning 7th on January 27th. Hey, that's kind of cool. Happy birthday to you, my friend. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, Mace, hey, now this is cool. That is so cool. Mesa, Mesa Rex will be turning 5 on January the 20th. Says she's obsessed with my podcast. Well, I'm obsessed with you guys. Thank you from New uh, North Carolina. You're very, very welcome. I'm going to North Carolina not too long from now. All right. This one says hello from Dubai. So nice. Is it too late for a December one? No, it is not because I missed it, Rayon. I missed it, Rayano Rex. Love that name. Rayon turns seventh on December seventh, but again, I missed it. My fault. My fault. And I'm glad you listened to the show, and I'm glad you guys have learned so much. And thank you so much for taking the time. Dubai, again, one of the countries on my bucket list I so desperately want to come visit. Okay, and then Addie, addy saurus will be turning seven in two days on January the 1st. Happy birthday to you, Addie. Glad that you're a member. So glad that you got to join. I'm glad you have you on there. Okay, this one's going to be tough. Marcus Sirius Marcus Rex. That's a good name. By the way, for all of you out there, one of the cool things about becoming a Patreon member is you get to give yourself a nickname. And so that's the nickname Uh, turning seven on January the 6th coming up very quickly, very quickly, Marcus Rex. I love that name. Itamar, my buddy Itamar is turning seven on January the 8th. Happy birthday to you, my little friend. And then Isabel, who goes by Isaraptor, is turning 12 on January the 7th. Hey, that's coming up very soon, Isabel. Happy birthday to you. That's coming up very soon. Then Jurassic James is turning 5 on January the 22nd. And finally, Megalodon Ezra is turning 4 on January the 18th. Happy birthday. Happy, happy birthday to you all. I would bring Cha-Cha-Cha Raptor in to sing happy birthday. No, let me take that back. I would not bring that rotten raptor in here to sing happy birthday because I know all that will happen is it will attack me. And there's never anything good about that dinosaur. If you're new to this podcast, let me explain what goes on. There's a little raptor that lives in this studio. I don't know where it hides. We have looked everywhere for it. But every now and then, whenever I sing Happy Birthday, it jumps out of its hiding place, runs up to the microphone, yells cha-cha-cha while the birthday song is going on, and ruins it for everybody. And then it will turn on me and bite me. I've got so many raptor bites all over me, it's hard to tell you. One time it was hanging up on a ceiling fan and then dropped down on top of me from there. Another time it was hiding behind my computer monitor, and as soon as I got to the Happy Birthday song, it jumped out of the top and attacked me. The last time it happened, the doorbell rings, we open it up and there's a delivery, a pizza delivery guy who's wearing a hat kind of pulled down. And I looked around and said, did anybody order pizza? And you want to know what it was? It was Cha 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 Raptor disguised as a pizza delivery person came running in, bit me on the arm, screamed Cha Cha Cha, ran out and took the pizza with him, by the way, took the pizza, didn't even deliver the pizza. So I would sing happy birthday. Well, I'm going to sing happy birthday to all of you. Um, what I'm going to do, though, I'm going to pick a little dinosaur from the room to sing it. And that way I can watch around and keep a look behind me to make sure cha-cha-cha doesn't attack. So let's come up here. Let's go. We've got an ankylosaurus. We've got a baby ankylosaurus that'll sing happy birthday to all of you, everybody, whether you're a T-Rex club member or not, if you're having a birthday in January, here it is for you. All right. First. All right. Everybody check the room, check under the desk, check the room. What about that? Did anybody check under that table? Well, that everybody needs to check because this thing comes out of nowhere. All right. Room is clear. Let's bring up the little Ankylosaurus and here we go. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. I'm going to club you with my tail and land. On your shoes Well there you go No ah! 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 Oh! get him off of me get, oh! ah! get it off of me <sighs> Good grief It was hiding in the lights It was hiding in the lights How come nobody checked the lights? <sighs> Why? Why does this happen every single time? And by the way, none of you better be laughing at that. None of you. All right, couple of other things to cover real quick. Now, <laughs> um, during the last couple of weeks of December, there was a lot of people signing up their kids to become T Rex members of the Patreon Club. But what happened was, I didn't think they would get their welcome gifts. If you become a Patreon Club member, if you're a I mean, a T Rex member, you get. Two welcome gifts. You get a raptor claw and a T-Rex tooth. They're replicas. They're not the real things. And then if you're a Raptor Club member, you get the Raptor Claw. And so I was afraid that they would not be able to get to the homes in time and that the the recipient wouldn't know they got it for Christmas. So we told everybody, if you sign up before Christmas, I will mention your child's name. And I had three that, that I missed. Three that I missed. So I apologize for this being late. But this is to Oscar, the Dinosaur King who got a one-year subscription from Grandma and Vovo. Thank you both very much for doing that. Oscar, welcome to the group. Then Mason and Hudson, they got a one-year membership uh, with love from Mimi, Shelly, and Papa Rock. And so thank you all so very much for doing that. That's very, very nice of you. And then Connor Raptor, Conoraptor, Belors, Saurus Rex, a T-Rex member, Got it for his birthday. So, and that was on the 12th of December. So, I mean, I'm sorry, the 22nd of December. So happy birthday. I mean, happy birthday to you, my friend. And for all of you, thank you so very much for doing that. That's very, very kind of you. And I appreciate it. Finally, last couple of shout outs, a couple of special ones. This first one goes out to Alexander, who's four years old, that lives in D.C., I got to see a video of him talking and he said one of his favorite dinosaurs was Ankylosaurus. So that was exciting. Shout out to you, Alexander. Then uh, Hudson. This was kind of neat. Hudson's, uh, I think it was his aunt, came into my store at Trader's Village in San Antonio. And she opened her phone and she um, uh, uh, did a FaceTime. She did a FaceTime. And Hudson came on, and I was able to say hello to Hudson from there. So it's was nice FaceTiming you, buddy. I hope you enjoyed that, Hudson. Then, uh, speaking of the store, I met uh, a lady and a man whose nephew is named Lincoln, and he lives in Orlando, Florida. And it was his aunt and uncle who, who asked or told me he liked dinosaurs. And so I decided to send him a shout out. So Lincoln, if you're listening, shout out to you. And then finally, Needy from Chisholm Ridge Elementary, a school that we went to. Needy wrote to me and I promised Needy a shout out. So there you go, my friend. That is your shout out to everybody and everybody I can reach. If I missed any of you, I apologize greatly for doing it. But there is so much going on. I'm lucky to know what day of the week it is. All right. Let's learn about a dinosaur, shall we? It's time for our feature creature segment. If you would like to suggest a creature, go to the Dinosaur George Kids podcast page at DinosaurGeorge.com or post your suggestion on the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group page. Now, here is your feature creature. Well, raptors are certainly one of my favorite and, and one of the most popular dinosaurs around, but there's so many different species of raptor. Now, I've said this before, but if again, if you don't remember, I use the word raptor, but that's not the proper word to call those dinosaurs. A better word would be dromaeosaurs. That's a better word, but it's a harder word to pronounce, and it's a bigger word. And you, and you don't have to. We all know what a raptor is. If somebody tells me they like raptors, I don't, I don't say you know you should call them dromaeosaurs. But I just want you all to know that uh, that is the more proper term for it. So dromaeosaurs. Now this dromaeosaur, this raptor, is called a chiro raptor. A chiro raptor. A chiroraptor. And it is, Um, and, and some people pronounce it like a hard K, a chiroraptor. raptor. Some people pronounce the C-H as a chiro. Um, but there is a, there's a confusing thing about this dinosaur. There's another raptor Named Archaeoraptor that sounds like a chiroraptor, or looks like it a little bit in the spelling, and I don't want you to confuse those confuse those two. A chiroraptor is a legitimate species of dinosaurs. the one called archaeoraptor there's a lot of conversation about that. they believe that that is not a true dinosaur that it was um, sort of put together by using bones of other dinosaurs and kind of Somebody made this dinosaur up. So I just want you to know that it is not Archaeoraptor I'm speaking about. It is chiroraptor. Now, this dinosaur's name, kind of a strange name, it means underworld plunderer. A plunderer is someone who steals or thief. The word raptor in English means thief or plunderer. So words like velociraptor, velociraptor means fast or swift. So Velociraptor's name in English is Fast Thief or Swift Thief. So Archeroraptor, its name means the Underworld Plunderer. And the reason for that word, not because it's from, you know, it's not from, it's not, it's not some evil animal. What it means is there was a, there's a formation of rock called the Hell Creek Formation. The Hell Creek is a formation. That means that that it's a layer, and it was found there. So because the word Hell Creek is used, they referred to this animal as the Hell Plunderer or Underworld Plunderer. So that's where the name comes from. The name can sound a little scary, but it's not. So that's what it means. Now, the size, nobody knows for sure how big it is because they didn't find a lot of the bones, but what they did find, they think that by comparing those bones to other members of the raptor family, they estimate that this dinosaur is about two meters long. That's about six feet long. So it's a fairly good sized raptor. Not all raptors are big. Now, now since we don't know exactly how big it is, then we also have to guess, well, how much does it weigh? But what does it weigh? Well, I would say that if it is six feet long, if it's two meters long, then I would suspect that it would probably weigh about as much as a large dog. It was found in Montana. And, uh, and, you know, I told you about that Hell Creek formation. Uh, that formation uh, go actually is, uh, you can find it all over the world. Well, not over the world, but all over North America. There's places everywhere. It's Hell Creek goes through Montana and South Dakota. I think maybe, maybe it dips down into um, Nebraska, maybe. I'm not sure. But anyway, this dinosaur lived 70, uh, 67 million years ago at the very end of the Cretaceous. This would have been... One of the last remaining dinosaurs, among a lot of others. But this one lived up until the time that dinosaurs became extinct, probably from the uh, uh, asteroid impact. Uh, This is one of the youngest specimens of any raptor ever found, of any dromaeosaur. It's one of the youngest, so it's a little one. And what's, what's amazing, what's really cool about this thing, of course, is that it probably looked a lot like other raptors, like Velociraptor. It probably looked a lot like that. It was a close cousin, Velociraptor, living in Asia. And um, the, the really exciting thing about this, the Hell Creek Formation, we find all kinds of dinosaurs there. Triceratops. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Edmontosaurus. Uh, tons of duckbills, tons of ceratopsians, Tyrannosaurus rex. But what we don't find a lot of, out of that layer of dirt, is raptors. We don't find many raptors. I will tell you this, we find a lot of raptor teeth. But you have to have more than a tooth to be able to know who it is. Because with raptors, some raptors teeth are very, very similar to each other. So, it is one of the, it's the only other one that was that is known, was discovered in in the year 2015, a dinosaur named Dakota raptor. So right now, these are the only two dromaeosaurs, raptors, that come from the Hell Creek Formation. Maybe I'll do a podcast on formations. I think I have, maybe. I'm not sure I've done so many. I can't keep up, but I'll try to explain it better the next time. So uh, now this Dakota raptor would have been way, way bigger, <laughs> way bigger than... Uh, than a um, little uh, raptor, So it's probably a pack hunter, which I bet it would be because that's a good, there's a reason why small dinosaurs are pack hunters. You can take on bigger prey. You can catch things easier. You can also rest a minute while your friends are still chasing the prey. The prey gets tired and you don't because you can sort of tag team. You can play a relay race. So they're probably going to be pack hunters because they're small. And so it's got kind of a long, skinny nose, sort of like Velociraptor. If you ever see a picture of a Velociraptor skull, it's got sort of a long, skinny nose. If you ever see a picture of a Utah Raptor skull, it doesn't have a long, skinny nose. It's got kind of a rounded, blunt nose. Long, skinny noses are better for catching smaller, faster things. Rounded, blunt noses are better for grabbing a mouthful of meat and shaking you to rip off a chunk. That's why bulldogs have kind of a flat face. They don't want a long skinny nose so that when they grab something, they can bite and shake it and rip off a peat. Long skinny noses are better for grabbing and holding and bringing you down. So I think this animal was absolutely a pack hunter. Could it fly? We don't know. But we don't do know by looking at other raptors, especially dromaeosaurs at the end of the Cretaceous, most of them probably had feathers. I'll bet you this thing had feathers and it may have been capable of flying. It may not have been able to flap its wings and fly like a bird, but it could definitely crawl up into a tree, jump out of the tree, spread its arms and glide silently down to its meal. The, if you've ever seen a micro raptor, it not only has like wings on its arms, but it's got wings on its legs. It could jump and spread its arms and legs and glide down, probably silently to attack prey from below. They don't want to be on the ground when you're little. The ground is a dangerous place to be because there were things that would have eaten it. Big lizards, snakes, alligators, crocodiles, um, other big predators, obviously. So if you crawl up into a tree, there's more safety up in a tree, but you still have to eat. And so crawling up in a tree would be a great opportunity to leap out of the tree. Now, for a lot of you who follow us on uh, the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group, there's the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group page. I always like to give projects, and if you would like to do this project, this is what I'd like for you to do. I'd like for you, now again, I cannot tell you where to find a picture of a chiro raptor, but that's because nobody knows for certain what it looks like. So you can draw a picture of any raptor you want, but I would like for you to draw a picture of a raptor gliding out of a tree, draw a picture of a tree, maybe draw two or three other raptors still sitting on a branch, draw one of them jumping with its arms spread, gliding down towards something on the ground. You can make it a little mouse or little furry animal if you want. You can make it anything you want. But that would be my project for you, for those of you that like projects. And if you do, then go over to the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group page and ask your parents to post a picture there. Remember, kids, you never, ever post things unless your parents know that you are posting them or they're doing it for you. You never post anything. My page, of course, is safe, but that doesn't mean the Internet is safe. So I want you, if you draw that picture, please ask your parents to to post it on there. I love to see those pictures, and I hope that you do. And for all of you, go out there and study a little bit about this dinosaur because it is pretty incredible. It's a very incredible little raptor, and it will be interesting to see if they find more information and more skeletons on it. All right, I'm going to take a short break here. Let me tell you this about the Patreon club. The Patreon Club is it costs money. There are three levels. If you ever want to be a Patreon Club member, there's the Triceratops Club membership that costs one dollar a month, and for that one, you get one live virtual lesson with me, uh, a Zoom lesson where all the club members join. And if you can't watch it, we record it, and you can watch it whenever you want. If you become a a, a Raptor member. You get two lessons a month and you get a free gift of a Raptor Claw replica, which we'll mail to your home, plus an autographed picture I'll send to you. And then the ultimate club is the T-Rex Club. And by the way, the Raptor Club costs $5 a month. And then there's the T-Rex Club and it costs $10 a month. And that one, you get quite a few things. You get two virtual lessons per month. They're live, but you have to do We have to do it through Zoom. Uh, You get a birthday shout out the month of your birthday. Um, Your name could be chosen to be interviewed. We put all the names on a wheel. In fact, there's an interview at the end of here. You get to have your own interview and uh, you get two gifts. You get a raptor claw and a T-Rex tooth replica as well. So let me play you a little information about that. And when we come back, we're going to jump over to the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group. And that group, by the way, is totally free. There is no fee at all for that. So if you would like to join there, you can do that as well. All right, let's play this, and I'll be right back. Become a member of the Dinosaur George Patreon Club and join the fun. We offer different club levels, each with their own set of benefits. Private lessons, new discoveries, behind-the-scene access, and much more are all part of being a club member. Visit DinosaurGeorge.com and sign up today. All right, as I said, over on Facebook, there is a page called the Dinosaur George Kids Group, and it is free to join. We work very hard to keep it safe, to make sure nobody posts things inappropriate. It is a safe place. What I love about it is parents are sharing information with each other about things that they found, uh, books that they like. Uh, You can post your pictures. You can even shoot a short video. I see and read them all, but I don't always comment because my schedule is very, very busy. So let me just bop through and, and say hi to a couple people. First of all, Alan T. Rex has created his own dinosaur. That looks cool. It looks like the head of a triceratops. Those appear to be the arms, maybe, of a raptor. That's very, very cool, Alan. Nicely done, Mister Alan T Rex. I like that very, very much. Milesosaurus from Eastern Canada sent me a picture about he was running from a mastodon skeleton in the Museum of Natural History. Uh, it's been nice knowing you, Milesosaurus. I suspect you have now been turned into a pancakeosaurus because you've been stepped on by a running mastodon. I like that a lot. That's that's a great picture. Thank you so much. And then Willow Grace uh, Spinosaurus, what a great name. She's four years old, wants to know, why does Spinosaurus have a big spine on its back? Also, who would win? Chiganotosaurus versus Spinosaurus. Well, it's a hard question to, to know, Willow Grace, but we think that the spine, I think that the spine, the big sail on the back of Spinosaurus was used to help its body temperature. If it needed to warm up, or if it needed to cool down, that's what it used to do that. Maybe it could turn it towards the sun and warm itself up. Or maybe it could turn away from the sun to cool its body down. The problem is that there's no way to know for sure. We can, we can make a guess. And by the way, kids, there are two different kinds of guesses. There's just a guess. And then there is a guess called a hypothesis. Hypothesis. A hypothesis is what a scientist does when they guess because a hypothesis is a guess where you take all the information you can find and then you make your guess. Just a guess could be like if I said, um, what color is that tree over there? You might say, oh, I guess it's blue. Okay, that's a guess. But a scientist would say, well, let me look at it. The trunk is brown. I see that the leaves are green but most of it is green because of the leaves. So my hypothesis is that tree is green. So that's the difference. So the problem, willow grace is that all we can do is make an educated guess. And my guess is because of the size, it has to be for something very important. And I believe it's used to help its body warm up or cool down. As far as giganotosaurus and spinosaurus giganotosaurus probably has better weapons for taking on Spinosaurus, just the way its body is built. And it appears like Spinosaurus isn't standing up tall like a Gigonotosaurus or like a T Rex. It looks like maybe they may even be walking on all fours. And that would give it a disadvantage because its head would be down lower and you wouldn't be able to you wouldn't be able to um uh, to be able to reach up and grab him. So that's what I that's what I believe. That's a good question. Okay. Uh Wren who likes to be called Wren? wanted to ask me, if grown-up dinosaurs make eggs and dinosaurs come from eggs, what made the first dinosaur? All right, this is the hardest question in the world, Wren, because there's a joke about what came first, the chicken or the egg. No one knows. Here's what I think. Their ancestors, that means like their grandparents and great-grandparents and great-great-grandparents, Each time a new baby was born, it maybe looked a little different. And little by little by little, they changed into dinosaurs. So every egg looked, or every baby that hatched out looked a little different. So by the time we got to dinosaurs, where did that first egg come from? It came from their ancestors who maybe... Uh, led to dinosaurs? It's such a hard question, honey. I wish I could answer it better than that. But Titano Wren, that's an excellent question. absolutely love it. And then Xander Percycephalosaurus Rex showed me a picture of what he got for Christmas, which he was digging up fossils and found a, brachio, a brachiopod and a clam. Nicely done. And I'm proud of you for taking your time, Xander uh Rex. Because taking your time is how you need to do it when you're digging up things. And this is great. And I love that you've already found real fossils. That's a great collection. Okay. Hey, it's Helico Hudson. Uh he named it, he made a new dinosaur and called it slime o slime foamosaurus. Uh, it's a dinosaur covered in slime. <laughs> And Hello Co. Hudson says, P.S., you are El Stinko. All right, listen, kid, let me tell you something right now. I am not El Stinko. Would you, kid, stop calling me El Stinko? No one knows the idea. No one knows the identity of El Stinko. Faster than The Flash. Greener than Green Lantern. Stronger than Superman. So you, kids, stop calling me El Stinko. Why am I called El Stinko, by the way? Just because my underarms are kind of stinky, that means something to you kids? Oh, and then look at this. Then there's a reply. He's not El Stinko. He's Captain Underpants. Stop calling me Captain Underpants. Okay, look, there are three words that you kids got to start stop saying. Four words you got to stop saying. Stop talking about Cha-Cha-Cha Raptor. Stop calling me El Stinko. Stop calling me Captain Underpants and stop calling me Little Georgie Pants. I don't know where those names come from, but all of you are in so much trouble. If I ever meet you and you ever say those to me, you are in so much trouble. You're not going to believe it. (laughs) All right. This next one says Jack listens to Dinosaur George podcasts most evenings before bed and is a big fan. Thank you, buddy. Thank you very much. That's very cool. And drew a beautiful picture, a beautiful picture of a Kentosaurus. Uh, and this picture is great. It says we come from england i i I like your podcast. they are great. Thank you very, very much, Jack. Thank you. I am very, very honored that you guys listen and I love your country. I've been there a couple of times, and I plan on coming back very soon and then what what am I looking at on this picture? There is a picture of me with my arm up, stinking out, stinking out, a Kentrosaurus. And it says, El Stinko strikes again. Oh, you rotten kid. What did I just say? What did I just say? And that matter of fact, this is your dad drew this. Your dad is in so much trouble. Oh, are you ever, dad, I'm telling you, if I ever come to England, now I'm coming not to see Jack. But to see Dad, who drew a picture of me stinking out a Kentrasaurus. Oh, Dad, don't think I'm ever going to forget this. Don't you think I'm going to forget this? <laughs> all right. Uh, hey, this is kind of cool. This is from Noah Raptor Video. Let's listen. Oh, hang on. I forgot to turn um, up the happy mic.
0: Happy New Year, Dad, Sir George, and all of your listeners. Um, these are my these. This is a Giganosaurus bat- battling a Rajasaurus. It's eating the Rajasaurus's head. The this Icthyosaurus is eating this the this Ceratosaurus's arm. Oh, and by the way, the box that this came in it did say um, Icthyosaurus, so that's why. I'm, oh, and a Dimetrodon eating a Raptor, and then these are the three hosts for you guys. I'm here.
1: What a nice thing, and happy, to new, happy New Year to you and your family, too, Noah Raptor. That was a great video. What a kind video. That was really cool. That was neat. Okay, what have we got here? This is now, uh, uh, this is from Harry Sorolophus. Harry Sorolophus, what a cool thing. We're from Queensland, but are holidaying in Victoria near Great Ocean Road. Today, we will visit uh, Skeens Creek where in June they found dinosaur footprints. Well, now, how cool is that? Uh, and then um, Harry Sorolifus says he'd be interested in a lesson on Quantasaurus. That's a good one. Quantasaurus, I, I'm going to have to look into it and see. It's an Australian dinosaur. I'm going to have to figure out who that is. But I'll see if I can do that. But they posted kind of a neat little video. So let me take a listen and see what we got. Hi,
0: Dinosaur George. I'm... I'm here in Tape Octway and I'm looking in this like mini museum with all this stuff. And I'd like you to do one on Quantasaurus Interpretus.
1: Well, that is the nicest thing. And I like that video you're visiting. And yes, I will absolutely try to include Quantasaurus. That's very, very good. I like that a lot. Very good. Okay, then, uh, Lion. Uh, age nine from Portland drew a beautiful Lyplorodon, a beautiful Lyplorodon. And that is excellent. And then Lion had a suggestion for a podcast, and that's Pyroraptor or, or for a yeah podcast for Pyroraptor. That's a good one. But Lyplorodon is magnificent. I've got to do one on Lyplorodon. You're a very, very talented artist. That's excellent work. Very proud of you. Nicely done, Lion. I'm very proud of you. That's absolutely great. That is great. All right. Justin the Velociraptor starting her own museum. She put it. So Justine, I'm sorry, I didn't see the E. My fault, Justine. Justine the Velociraptor starting a museum and look at that beautiful dinosaur skull she's got. That is beautiful. You are gonna have a brilliant museum, and one day when you open it up to the public, I hope I get an invitation to come see it because I would love to. That is really, really cool. Um, let's see. Um, I'm, I'm just keeping. I'm just gonna keep going down as much as I can. Uh, this is from my buddy Rody it Says, "Hey, dinosaur George, where can I find a life size Parasaurolophus skull? They're big, and they're expensive, Rody. Uh, mine's about four feet long and costs a lot. Okay. Uh, Leucodon has been working hard on his dig kit. Oh, great picture. Looks like Leucodon is doing a good job excavating his dinosaur from his dig kit. I can see that you've already got tail. It looks like back vertebra. looks like legs. You are well on your way. Take your time. Absolutely take your time. That's the key to being a good paleontologist. And then here is little Addie, who's a huge fan of mine and dinos. She got an activity book about dinosaurs for Christmas and wanted to share this drawing with you. That is beautiful. Addie, that is a beautiful drawing. I love that a lot. I like the colors that you used, I love that you gave it yellow eyes. Addie, I love it. But in that picture, I see a dinosaur behind you wearing a baseball cap with a W. I don't know if that's a Dadosaurus or a poppyosaurus, but that is the scariest creature I've ever seen. (laughs) Addie, if you hear this podcast, Lindsay, if you hear it, please make sure if that's your husband or uncle or whoever, please make sure that I said that about. (laughs) Oh, what a great way to start the new year. All right. Owen Adon is here with a, he made a pterosaur out of little bits of plastic and then connected them together. This is magnificent. All of you need to go to the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group and go look at this picture of this pterosaur. That is simply beautiful. You are so incredibly talented. And by the way, Owen Adon. I see that picture of me on your wall. I am honored. I'm honored that you kept that picture along with beautiful artwork. You have done magnificent artwork. So I am honored to have you as a club member. And I absolutely think that is a great, absolute great sculpture you created. That's brilliant. Okay, this is uh, from JJ, who has a um, Stegosaurus standing on a Squishmallow. So you squished, you have a squish. you have a stegosquishodon. I'm just making these names up as we go. I like that very much, JJ. I like that. I like those colors on that stegosaurus as well. Very good. All right. Oh, this is great. This is the Dinosaur Research Center in Woodland Park, Colorado. Rory Raptor is learning new things and seeing his favorites. You want to know something, Rory Raptor? The man that owns that is a very, very good friend of mine. He's a very good friend of mine. He and his wife are very nice people. They're very good friends. All the people working there are nice. So I'm so glad that you went by there to say hi to them. And I hope you got a chance to meet him. Uh, But this is great. And I love their, their place is brilliant. So very nicely done. Glad you guys got to visit it. Thank you very much for posting that picture. I love it. And then Webionics is running from my favorite dinosaur, which is Allosaurus. Thank you, buddy. Webionics, you better be quick, kid. You better be fast because that looks like that, that allosaurus is looking right at you. It's got its arms up. It's got its legs pumping. That thing is running. Run. All I can say is run as fast as you can. And this is also great. This is True Maddie. True Maddie has been a, a, a club member with us for the longest time. She does such a good job. She got this gigantic uh, stuffed trilobite. I have never seen it. In our last lesson, she showed it to me. I have never seen anything that cool. It is amazing. So thank you for posting that. That is so very cool. All right, let's see. Let's see. We've got another short video. Hang on a second. Let me get this up. All right, let's go.
0: Hello, Dinosaur George. I'm Kevin Rex. And today I'm going to show you my Tyrannosaurus Lego set. It's a red T-Rex. It's a flame red T-Rex, and I really like it. Do You like it. And I also drew some pictures, and there's the beloved Allosaurus. It's dead. T-Rex bite it in half. I also have a picture of the Antiovanosaurus playing the piano, but <laughs> I didn't draw it very good.
1: It doesn't matter.
0: I don't know how to draw well.
1: That's okay.
0: So I drew this.
1: That is the funniest thing and I like your dinosaur. I like your dinosaur a lot. I liked it very very much. That was absolutely great. I love it and I know you're a good artist even if you don't think you are. Everyone is a good artist. If you can draw a circle, you can draw a dinosaur egg. So let's a see your work. in
0: the piano. That's excellent. What do you mean you're not a good I hope artist? I enjoyed it.
1: I enjoyed it very much. Thank you very, very much for posting that video. I enjoyed it. And you are an excellent artist. Don't you ever say that you're not a good artist because you are. I am very proud of you. I love that picture. That was absolutely the great, the best. Okay, let's take a look here. Um, This is from Kira, who, uh, let's see. Uh, that T-Rex did not smell your stink bombs. Hey, why do I have stink bombs coming out from underneath my arms? Okay, maybe I do. So T-Rex is going to eat me because it didn't smell my stink bombs. Well, that's just great, kara Or if you pronounce it Kyra, because I've met people that pronounce it both ways. I want to make sure I pronounce it right. You little stinker. So I get eaten, you stinking kid. I love that picture. I love it. Uh, And thank you for giving me three pieces of hair on my head. Wow. Three whole hairs on my head. Seriously, child. All right. To everybody out there, that's all I can cover on that part of the podcast. I, Like I said, I always read. I always read every single one of them. I promise you I do, but I don't often have times to respond. So I want you to know that I read them all. Now, does anybody happen to have a watch? Because you know what time it is? Who would win? What if two different prehistoric creatures fought? Who would win? T Rex versus a giant wolf? Raptor versus Terror Bird? Spinosaurus versus Triceratops. You choose the animals, and Dinosaur George will size them up and pick a winner. Now, get ready. It's time to find out who would win. All right, my friends. This first one comes from Gornadosaurus. Gordon. Great name. Age five from Springfield, Virginia, wants to know who would win. A pod of orcas versus a single mosasaur. Good battle. Good battle. These are great. But there's one thing to always keep in mind. Mammals are usually better brained than reptiles. What I mean by that is mammals have usually have a larger brain I hate to use the word smarter because I don't want to make it sound like reptiles aren't small. Listen, reptiles have been around longer than mammals. Reptiles have been on Earth longer than mammals, so reptiles are absolutely smart. But what I mean by that is that they may not be able to think some things as easily as a mammal. So a pod of orcas, first of all, they have a couple of advantages. They hunt together, so they all know whose job it is to do what. They know whose role it is, so they hunt together. They uh, probably take on big animals like whales, so they're used to hunting something like a mosasaur, and then they have the big mammal brains. That would probably help them figure out how to take on a mosasaur, and even a big mosasaur, like for instance, let's say Tylosaurus, that's a big one, that's a 50-footer. But they could probably still figure it out. Now, it doesn't mean Mosasaurus would be uh, uh, unable to defend itself. Listen, man, that guy could easily defend himself. Easily. But I believe a pot of orcas is going to win. That's a good one. Okay, Ethan, age 8, from Michigan, says, who would win? Uh, Monoloph- two? Mon- oh, has two. Monolophosaurus versus Dilophosaurus. Good one. I'm going to immediately tell you Monolophosaurus because of the way it's built. Monolophosaurus is a little heavier built dinosaur than Dilophosaurus. Dilophosaurus is very, very thin, very skinny. It's a word called gracile, a very gracile dinosaur. If you ever hear me say something is gracile, that means it's more lightly built. And so I believe Monolophosaurus would win. Now your second one is Pladeosaurus versus Kentrosaurus. Another very good battle. This one is a tough one, but Pladeosaurus's advantage is Its weapons are on its arm. Kentrosauruses obviously have weapons on their tail and they have weapons on their shoulders. They have spikes on their shoulders. But the problem is that to use them, they have to either turn sideways or turn their back so that they can use those weapons. And that's not as effective as being an upfront attacker. Pladeosaurus has a very big thumb spike or thumb claw. And Plateosaurus can stand up on its hind legs. It can walk on all fours or it could stand up. Those things, in my opinion, would have given it an advantage and it would have been able to slash and jump back out of the way of the tail or the arm oncoming shoulder spikes. So that would be my opinion. Very good ones, you guys. All right. Jurassic James, age four from Nashville, Tennessee, wants to know who would win. Giganotosaurus versus T-Rex versus Spinosaurus versus Guanlong. Well, T-Rex is going to want to protect Guanlong because Guanlong is its cousin. But I've got bad news for you. Guanlong will not stand a chance in this, in this ring. There are three titans. Guanlong couldn't survive at all. And it does not have the kind of teeth that could inflict any sort of injury. So let's say goodbye to Guanlong together. Everybody wave goodbye. Goodbye, Guanlong. We'll miss you. Now that leaves us with Giganoto, T-Rex, and Spino what's going to happen here every time i do one of these i i end up changing my mind and picking a different winner for different reasons but i'm going to say once again that in my opinion the bite force of a tyrannosaurus rex is fo- so superior so much better than a bite from one of these others that he could do more damage or it could do you know let me say this again you guys i always say the word he that is a that is a habit i've had forever When I'm talking about an animal, I always say he instead of saying it or she. And so I just want you all to know that when I use the word he, I am not excluding anyone. I don't think that that boys know more about dinosaurs, that dinosaurs should be talked to like you're talking to a boy. That's not true at all. But I always accidentally use the word he whenever I talk about a dinosaur. That's a habit. I've, I've said that for a long time. So I need to be saying it. So instead of saying Tyrannosaurus has a, bite or a stronger bite force, so he's going to have an advantage, I need to say Tyrannosaurus has a bigger, stronger bite force, so it is going to be more dangerous, in my opinion, than those other two. Make no mistake, there's going to be a lot of biting and slashing and clawing and screaming. But at the end of the round, it is my opinion that Tyrannosaurus rex will be the victor in that group. Okay, Owen Ankylosaurus, age four from Maryland, wants to know who would win, a giraffe versus a T-Rex. I love these. I love when people want to know who would wins, where they're taking animals from different time periods. The giraffe's advantage is that it could probably outrun Tyrannosaurus rex, at least for a little ways. It better hope that Tyrannosaurus Rex gets tired out too soon because if Tyrannosaurus ever is able to get up to a giraffe, the giraffe's only defense is to kick with its leg, and that's still a good defense. So in my opinion, I feel pretty confident that even though it could try to defend itself a little bit, there's just no way that a giraffe is going to be able to take on a Tyrannosaurus Rex, but that's a very good one. I like that one a lot. And then finally, my assistant, Noah, uh, Noah is uh, assists with me on so much stuff. Noah sends in a classic, Stegosaurus versus Allosaurus. That's a classic. I like that one a lot. That's a great battle because that one took place. We know that took place. The fact that we find so many Allosaurus bones suggests to me, Noah, that Stegosaurus is the winter, the winner more times than it loses. Because with that many Allosaurus living in its environment, it wouldn't survive at all. I think Stegosaurus was evolved to exclusively defend itself against Allosaurus. That's my best guess. So I think that Stegosaurus absolutely is going to be the victor. Even though I love Allosaurus, I think Stegosaurus is going to be the victor. Okay. One of the benefits I mentioned about being a T-Rex member is that your name gets put into a wheel we spin that wheel and if it lands on your name you get the opportunity to be interviewed and so here is an interview with one of our members
0: how would you like to be interviewed on a future podcast episode well now you can Become a Tyrannosaurus member of
1: our Patreon Club, and you might be chosen for an interview with Dinosaur George. Visit DinosaurGeorge.com to join the club. And now, let's meet a Tyrannosaurus Club member. All right, the exciting thing about being a T-Rex member of the Patreon Club is if you're lucky, your name can come up and you get to be interviewed. Well, today... It's very exciting because I've got two people to interview. That is Otis and Ines. And it's so nice to see both of you. How old are you? Um,
0: I'm eight and
1: I'm four. All right. So Otis is four and Ines is eight. Eight years old. That's like super old. Uh, Are you married yet?
0: No. <laughs>
1: well, I'm just checking. I don't know. Now, Otis, you're four years old. Now, I know you're married. Good for you. How long have you been married, Otis? A couple of years?
0: What?
1: What Are you yeah. saying you're not married? Yeah,
0: I'm not married.
1: Well, okay then. I'm just checking, you know. All right. So where where do you guys live? Where is home for you?
0: Um, Australia.
1: You live in Australia. That's like a couple of miles away from my home. I live in Texas. Are you a couple of miles away?
0: A thousands.
1: I think you are correct, I guess. That's exactly right. You are thousands of miles away. So today for me is Monday, but it's already Tuesday for you, right? Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm.
1: So you two are time travelers? You can travel into the future? This is amazing. I've met two time travelers one is four years old and is married, which seems kind of young for me, but what do I know? So, you guys live in Australia. Now, what is the weather like for you? Is it cold or is it
0: hot? Um, well, sometimes it's cold, sometimes it's hot. Today, it's 27 degrees.
1: Oh, my gosh. Well, that's pretty cool. That's kind of cool. So, what grade are you in school? Do you guys go to school or do you homeschool?
0: Um, well, Otis goes to three year-old kinder but he didn't really want to go Oh sure. um, so, so he just went he just stayed at home and okay. I'm in second grade at Melbourne Montessori school.
1: Oh wow second grade So I know what do you like in school? Is there a subject you really um, like in school?
0: Yeah I really like story writing Really yeah.
1: That's very exciting. That's very exciting. Have you ever written stories at home?
0: Um, yeah. That's very I've good. written a few.
1: Very, very good. I'm very proud of you. That takes a lot of imagination to write stories. Now, do you write stories about animals or about... Yeah. Do you? Have you ever written animals a dinosaur?
0: Animals and about like, holidays and that. That's great.
1: Well, speaking of holidays, is there a holiday coming up kind of soon? Christmas. What? Christmas isn't coming soon. Uh isn't this uh January? Aren't we in January?
0: We're in December.
1: Ooh. Wait a minute. You two are time travelers. You know what that means? You get Christmas before me. That's a ripoff. I don't know how to change this, but we have to change this because there's no way some second grader And some married four-year-old gets to have Christmas before me. Okay, I guess we can do that. Are you excited about Christmas? Yes. Oh, that's very, very good. That is great. So, Ines. No, go ahead, Otis.
0: 13 13
1: presents under the Christmas
0: tree. What? Yeah.
1: How did you guys end up with presents under the tree? I don't have any presents yet.
0: And then Santa brings even more presents
1: on Christmas. Wow. Okay, I want you both to know I don't have 13 presents under my tree. Maybe I should fly to Australia, pick up your presents, bring them back to San Antonio so I can look at them to make sure they're good. Do you think that's a good plan?
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Are you kidding me?
1: You're going to let me come. Do you think I'm the Grinch that (laughs) stole Christmas? Is that what you're saying? I'm the Grinch. (laughs) that's so neat well i'm so excited that you are excited about christmas that's very neat um so do you guys have any other brothers or sisters in the family
0: um well we have two guinea pigs what we're looking after um five fish and um a dog and a zillion worms
1: okay so you have a zoo in your house that is so cool. What kind of fish?
0: Might... Um. Well, we have two gold, fi- uh, one goldfish, right. and a fantail, and then we have one, two, three, three small, little, teeny fish. I think they're called zebra fish. Oh, but nice. then. But um there's uh they have a red stripe uh, their tails are red. Ooh. And there's Minnie, Minnie and Minnie. They're all named Minnie.
1: <laughs> well you you'll never you'll, you'll never forget their names then.
0: <laughs> yeah. There was one called Jolly Moon, but he disappeared. Ah. Uh. He was the leader. He was like this big.
1: Oh wow, that's pretty big.
0: Like a few centimeters
1: big. Like- that's very that's that's very big. So let's so now we know you have a zoo, which is crazy. Um, now since you live in Australia, I have to ask you this: Have you ever seen a kangaroo? Yeah. No way.
0: Yeah.
1: No way. You didn't see no kangaroo. I've
0: had
1: one. What? Me too. I thought kangaroos ate meat. Kangaroos eat kids. That's what I heard. <gasps> kangaroo you got eaten by a kangaroo. <laughs> <clears throat> That is exciting. What did you feed the kangaroo? Do you remember?
0: Um. Well, I was at like a zoo thingy, right. and we walked through, and then they gave us these little, little like grain stuff right. and like dried corn.
1: That's exciting. And
0: then we, we couldn't go under the rope, right. but the animals could. And so we just had to put our hand out.
1: That's very yeah. exciting. Otis, did you get to feed one too or did you do that, Ines, when you were at school?
0: Um, well, we both did it on a weekend.
1: Yeah. Nice. Very exciting. So now, let's talk about dinosaurs. Do you do either of you have a favorite kind of dinosaur? Yes.
0: Uh, yes.
1: All right, let's start with Ines since you are the oldest, you will start with you. Who is your I'm- favorite?
0: I like Triceratops and Velociraptor, but if I had to pick one, I'd choose Triceratops.
1: That's a great dinosaur. I love Triceratops. Wouldn't it be kind of fun to ride on the back of a Triceratops? Hmm? Would you like to ride to school on a Triceratops? Yeah. You would have to walk up to your your principal of your school and say, "Uh, excuse me, we're going to need Triceratops parking. Because I can't put my triceratops in the bike rack. So please set up some triceratops. Party. Otis, who is your favorite dinosaur? Do you have a favorite? I'm Whoa! That big club on its tail. That's a pretty powerful dinosaur. Those are both great dinosaurs. I like them both very much. So you guys are inclined to like the plant eaters. Um, but now, and as you said that you... You kind of like raptor as a second one. So you do like meat eaters as well. What about meat eaters? Inez, I know your favorite meat eater would be Velociraptor, you said. Otis, do you have a favorite kind of meat
0: eater? Yeah.
1: Who was your favorite? Rex. The king of the dinosaurs. Those are very great. Now, you know, I noticed behind you two, I see a super cool poster. That poster is crazy cool. Where did that poster come from?
0: Well it came from our um it came from our mom's dad.
1: Nice. So your grandpa gave you a super cool poster. Yeah. That's very exciting. That's very, very and,
0: exciting. And we've had and some paleontologists in Australia have found some dinosaur both they found a Lasmosaurus, one of the most like fullest, like a full elasmosaurus skeleton right. found in the desert of Queensland. Right, and they found a Megalodon tooth, and it was it was in Western Australia. And they found seven hundred and fifty teeth in a shark graveyard.
1: Wow. You know, there's a lot of discoveries in Australia. You had some amazing dinosaurs. Mutaborosaurus, Timimus, Leolinosaurus, Minmi, which is one of my favorite dinosaurs. You had Rapater. Uh Oh my gosh, there's so many dinosaurs that lived in Australia that are very cool. And I read that article about that big plesiosaur, or Elasmosaurus, right? It was it was Elasmosaurus.
0: Mm.
1: You know what's amazing, Inez, is that Elasmosaurus lived where you lived, but we also find Elasmosaurus bones here in Texas. So that
0: and we also got um have you heard of the triceratops called Horridus? No. Came from Montana and got shipped over um to here in seven big crates.
1: Okay, and- now I know who you're talking about. Yeah. I, I thought you were talking about one that was discovered in Australia. I didn't know any in and everybody. Yes, I do know. Are you going to get to go see that thing at all?
0: Uh, we already have.
1: No way. That is so cool.
0: It's at, our, um, it's at the Melbourne Museum, and we live kind of close, like 20 minutes away.
1: Oh, wow. Well, Australia is one of the places that I want to come visit, and Melbourne is where I want to go because I want to go see your museum were there some other dinosaurs in your museum
0: yeah lots of other ones we had an excursion to the museum um a few weeks ago cuz like i finished school on tuesday and cuz my school finishes early right and so we went to the museum but i was in a different group than dinosaurs i was in Bugs alive! So we got to see like giant dragonflies, and there was this funny movie of a, a mosquito picking up a person, <laughs> and then it sucked out the blood, <gasps> and then and then other mosquitoes came and ate it. <laughs> that, and sounds, that
1: sounds kind of scary. <laughs> but,
0: but there is a Titanoboa at the museum. Oh,
1: that's nice. That's really and
0: nice. And there's, there's a Margosaurus, There's a um the 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 Quetzalcoatlus.
1: Wow. Ket- yeah, Quetzalcoatlus? Yeah, yeah, that that's from Texas.
0: And there is Ornithomimus and Brachiosaurus. Whoa. And
1: Antarbosaurus. Wow, what an amazing collection of animals! That's crazy cool. Now, Otis, have you been to the mu? Did you go when when you went to go see the Triceratops? Did you go to the museum too? Yeah. Nice. Now, do you like dinosaurs as much? No. You're not. What do you like? What kind of things do you like to learn about?
0: More like snakes. Yeah, he likes snakes, but he does really like dinosaurs.
1: Right. That's so cool. So you like snakes. So I'm going to name a snake and you have to tell me if you want to give it a kiss or not. Ready? Here we go. King Cobra. You want to kiss it? Oh, come on. That's a beautiful one. Okay. Um, a Skunk snake. There's no such thing as a skunk snake. I just made that.
0: There actually
1: is. Oh, is there a skunk snake? I know there's a snake that stinks when you try to pick him up.
0: Yeah, that one, and then it goes like
1: that. Yeah, that's right. That's a hognose snake, and it pretends like it's dead. Wow, you guys know a lot. Now, Otis, do you have a favorite kind of snake? Of all the snakes, which, which one do you like the best? Do you have a favorite?
0: Mm-hmm. Rattlesnake.
1: Oh, those are from my place. You guys got to fly over to Texas. You need to tell mom and dad to fly you over here to Texas, because we have rattlesnakes.
0: Do you wanna see one of Otis's favorite dinosaur tools? Yes,
1: let me see it. It's... What is it? Is that uh is that oh is that Dilophosaurus?
0: Yeah. Oh and it's man style.
1: <laughs> I like Dilophosaurus a lot. It's kind of a scary looking dinosaur. I think it I think it looks really cool, but I like it. And a he
0: lot. has he has a song and it goes like this it's a dial in the smile <laughs> and then he just repeats it and <laughs> dial has a sister called cresta <laughs> and he's made like a whole fairy boat for him and his sister and a whole like kind of land thing so we like when we pack up and clean stuff away. Right. Um, we usually find little like hideouts. <laughs>
1: <for dogs. laughs> and this one's Krista. Oh, that! Oh, so it's a. Is that another Dilophosaurus? Just a different color, right? Yeah. Oh, that's great. I like those. Those I like that size toy very much. But I absolutely love their it.
0: Their mom is a Allosaurus. <laughs>
1: it's Okay, you could be adopted dinosaur. That's perfectly fine. So, mom is a, Hey, Allosaurus is my favorite. So that's a good mom to have, a mom allosaurus with two dilophosaurus children. Very, very good. Uh, Maybe for uh, Christmas, you'll get a real dilophosaurus, and it'll run around the house. And Okay, that's not a good idea. Forget that. What are you holding? Is that a horn frog that you're holding?
0: It's a bearded
1: dragon. Whoa, bearded dragons. I like them.
0: We used to have one in our class, but he died. His Uh name is Dracula. Drackey for short. Drackey. and we got, but we got to take him home over the holidays, and he ran free, and he and I showed Otis's Kinder like I did this show and tell thing. Right. But right now we have spiny leaf insects.
1: Nice, very very nice. That's exciting. So, you like Triceratops? Which I like that dinosaur a lot, Inez. Otis, you like ankylosaurus, but you have two pet telophosaurus and an allosaurus mom, which is perfectly fine. I think that's perfectly fine. If you could travel back in time and you could see one living prehistoric animal, it doesn't have to be a dinosaur. It could be anything that lived a long time ago. What would you like to see?
0: I would still want to see triceratops.
1: That's right. Otis, what would you like to see?
0: No. don't
1: know. That's a hard question, but, isn't it? But I would
0: like
1: snow. You'd like to see snow? There
0: was snow in Australia. I never
1: saw snow. Really? It doesn't I snow didn't. in Texas very often either. Well, Otis, what about Titanoboa? Would you like to see that giant snake? Yes. That would be pretty cool. Now, I would want to see them from a distance. So, Inez, what color do you think? Uh, triceratops would be. Can you guess?
0: Um, maybe like blackish brown, and then when when they fight, maybe the the blood would rush into their like crest and turn it red.
1: Ooh, those are good colors. I like those a lot. That's very interesting. I like that a lot. Otis, what color yeah. do you think your Ankylosaurus would be?
0: Maybe green. Nice. Whoa!
1: Great idea you guys are so smart. That's great. All right. Now, do you have any questions you wanna ask me? Or do you have a who would win that you would like to ask? I have a who would win. Alright, Inez, let's go with who would win.
0: Um Triceratops and um Gigantoraptor? Wow. Versus Velociraptor versus
1: um two comps. No. Wow. Well, the copies aren't going to last long at all, you know, because they're so tiny. So they're going to get stepped on. Now, Velociraptors, are pretty dangerous. But your Triceratops, I think your Triceratops would be too much for everything to handle. I, I just think Triceratops is simply too powerful. And I don't think any of those animals would survive. Are you holding a giant uh, uh, praying mantis? Uh,
0: That's the spiny leaf insects from my class.
1: That is incredible. This is
0: slow-mo.
1: That is amazing. For everybody listening, Inez is holding this gigantic creature. It looks like, a, I thought it was a, I thought it was a praying mantis, but it's a, what What did you call it?
0: Spiny leaf insect.
1: A spiny leaf insect. For everybody listening, I want you to go look up a spiny leaf insect and then understand that this thing is so big, Inez is it's holding it in both hands, that is crazy. It looks like, it looks like an alien. It's a girl,
0: because the Boys have uh, long like sticks, but the girls more look like leaves.
1: Oh, nice.
0: We only have girls at the moment. Right. We have slow-mo, which is this one, spiky, slothy, and freeze-tickly.
1: Nice. That is so, those are so cool. And so those are in your classroom, you said now do you get to bring them home with you or do you have a classroom in your house?
0: Well, we bring them home.
1: Nice. That's very good. So you are entrusted. That means you, that means you take care of animals. I'm very proud of both of you because that's very, very good. All right, you guys, if there's, is there anything you would like to say to all of the people listening all over the world? What would you like to tell them? Would you like to wish them a Merry Christmas or what would you like to say? Otis wants to say, please make sure to get married when you're four years old. And then, isn't that what you want to say, Otis? I didn't think I'm so. Just- <laughs> and Inez, what would you like to say to everybody?
0: Um, Merry Christmas, and I hope you get to do lots of horse riding, because I do lots of horse riding.
1: Nice. That is so great. You two are so great. Thank you so much, and I hope you guys have a Merry Christmas, too. Could
0: you do a podcast on a prehistoric course?
1: Yeah, you know, that's a great idea. There were a bunch of prehistoric courses. Um, Absolutely, I should do one on a prehistoric course. That's a great idea. I'll try to see when I could do that, but that's a good idea. I think we should do a prehistoric course. Well, all right, my friends. That is your lesson for today. I hope you all enjoyed it. I hope you had a good time. I hope you've had a great start to your new year. My new year is starting off absolutely fantastic. I have never been happier than I am with the start of this new year. So, for all of you out there, be kind, be nice to people, tell your parents you love them, tell your family how important they are to you, and most importantly, Tell your friends and families about this podcast, because the more listeners we get, the more fun we'll have. Until next time, everybody, thank you so very much. You guys have a great day.